Hey, welcome back to the Hunting Roots Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at OnX. I'm Brody Swisher, and I've got my boys in here in the office with me today. And we're bringing another Heart Shots piece. It's been a little while since we've done this. This is just a piece to encourage them, encourage me, hopefully encourage you as well. Kind of uh, just a piece to equip each other, like I said, to encourage one another. And uh, we rally around here, gather up here in my little studio office, catch up, share a piece from the Word, and that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about when the heart stops. Where will you be? We've seen it in the woods. We've seen it on the ball fields. When the heart stops, what's going to go down? Let's get it on. All right, gents. Good to see y'all this morning. Good to have y'all in here. How are you guys doing? We're good. good. All good here. And a beautiful day. This is a fun and exciting day. One of my favorite days of the year. It's January 11th. And Remy, what does that mean? It's my birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. Thanks. Really love you. Proud for you. Proud of you, man. You are just a awesome dude. And, uh, so proud of what you're doing, what God's doing in your life, and what God's going to continue to do for you. So today we honor you, we celebrate you, we bless you, and we thank God for you today. The Big Ten, you've left single digits, a Big Ten, and you were talking about earlier, like, man, i got to write twice as much now when I write my age down. and um, All good stuff, man. Ten years old is big time in it. And so moving on, you've got some pretty cool gifts already today. What's your favorite gift you've gotten so far? The gun I got from you. The dude got him a squirrel gun. His first, really your first straight up. You've had some BB guns and different stuff, but this is your first rifle, right? Mm-hmm. Got him a bolt action twenty two rifle and a little Savage. And that's what you'll be with that thing is you get it dialed in, a straight up squirrel hunting Savage. So we got a new gun today. We're going to get it dialed in. We got the scope. We'll put a little Vortex scope on it. And uh, so it's ready to rock and roll. Need to get it dialed in. Y'all can do that. We got a lot of plans today, big happenings today, and so I don't know if we'll get it dialed in or not today. But you got a new squirrel gun. What else did you get for squirrels here recently in the last week? It kind of goes with part of your birthday. A, uh, a, a new little critter. A little new little dog. Uh, Dad likes to think its name is Red, but its name is actually actually Cricket. 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 So yeah, so we got a new squirrel dog in the last week, and that was kind of a. I don't know. We kind of. Talked about, like, we're going to get it for a puppy for a birthday, but it's just kind of everybody's. We can call it your birthday pup, but, you know, it's still Aiden and Easton's as much as anybody's. But, yeah, so we, we've had this ongoing debate. We've had it for about a week and a half now, and uh, the, the pup came out of Arkansas, picked it up a week and a half ago, and it's actually almost, I guess it is four months old now, uh, or next couple of days. So it's a little older, which I was kind of concerned about at first, but it's been really nice because it's gotten us past all the the – the baby stage of junk, right? Whizzing in the house, uh, crying all night long, and, and just all the accidents and mess and noise. We're past all that. Sucker's pretty much house trained, and we're going to try to maybe make it a house dog. We'll see how big it gets. I'm hoping it's going to be a smaller mountain cur. That's what it is. It's a mountain cur. We've had mountain fights. We've had mountain curs. Uh, we've got a couple uh, blackmouth curs over here next to us and the neighbors that, that they've been raising for a while, and, and they're just nothing but loud, noisy rescue dogs about all they are. But Mountain Curve is kind of where we've landed, and this one here, she seems to be a, a crackerjack, man. She's going to be a pretty good one, I think. And so, yeah, we've talked about in this last week and a half, what are we going to name this thing? We've had all kind of names. What are some of the names that we've had, boys? Y'all, y'all remember? Oh, uh, We had Fern for the first few days. 
Yeah, mom liked Fern, which is a great name. But I told her, you know, we listened to the to the the Bear Grease podcast. Clay Dukem's got a or had a dog named Fern, and he's always talking about this dog named Fern, and I, uh, you know, telling stories about it. And so I don't want to be naming a dog after somebody else's dog. And even though we weren't naming it after his dog, it's kind of I don't want to be that little Me Too name dropping, you know, calling it Fern, uh, because like I said, he's he's got this, you know legendary dog he's had for a long time and, and so i didn't want to look like we were snatching that name or naming it after that or anything so we ditched fern that gotten thrown down what are some other ones y'all remember scout scout we used to have one that named scout we had to get rid of it it was a bad oh uh, little mountain feist and just had a bad attitude just a mean little sucker and kept getting after the boys one day tried to light easton up when he walked by uh, a little too close to the dog bowl, and the dog just come unglued. And I thought that dog's gonna hurt somebody. That dog's got a crappy attitude, and so I sent him up the river, and uh, that was the end of him. And so we thought about, yeah, thought about naming that Scout. And of course, Mom's like, Scout's kind of a boy's name. And we've been through Boom, Scout, Fern, Rue, Rue, Scoot. I had the great name of Rue, and then Mom's like, Hey, so and so's baby's name Rue. That's that's Jake and Katie's baby named Rue, and I thought, man, you know what? I don't, it don't matter. I'm gonna name this dog Rue. We ditched that idea. Scoot. Scoot. I thought Scoot was a great name for a little dog yeah. that's gonna be scooting through the woods, and we may still go with that. I forgot about that name. You remember when it jumped on the couch, then got where uh, on the top of the couch where your head would lean back, and it jumped off of that oh, onto dude. the floor. Yeah, it went from the front of the couch to the couch to the top of the couch and bailed off like it was retrieving a duck or something. I mean, it was just crazy. And so that's where we came up with the name, where I came up with the name Scoot. That's where it popped in my mind. Look at that little sucker scooting around here. And then I thought, man, Scoot, Scoot, Scoot the Squirrel Dog would be pretty cool. <laughs> so we might pick up on that. But we, then we come up with the name Cricket. And I like the name Cricket. It's a, it's a good fitting name. We, we drown a lot of crickets in the springtime fishing. And uh, a little Cricket 22 is a gun you guys have had to start squirrel hunting with and, and shot a lot of 22 rounds through a little cricket rifle so that's pretty good and then i thought man red's good it's kind of a reddish brown dog a lot of red to it and so i thought red's good red's easy to say but then we got to think about old blake shelton's song old red the country song old red you remember that song you like remy old red and mom's like that's a boy's name that's a boy's name red's a boy's name and i thought well tell that to little red riding hood you know i mean that's a girl but Needless to say, we, we've kind of come back around, and Mom uh, is digging the cr- name Cricket. And not that she gets to call the shots on this one, but I, I do like Cricket. It's pretty good. So we're kind of down to Cricket, and uh, it might be Cricket. That's kind of where we're leaning. But now that we've talked about Scoot again, that's kind of a good name. So we'll see. I guess it, it, come, it all depends on what they put on the – I should never talked about Scoot. Yeah, you should have brought it up. I forgot all about that. We might go back to Scoot. Scoot, Scoot, the squirrel dog, but – they just took it up to the vet, so uh, they're running up to the vet with it, and we'll see. They'll probably, probably put on the paperwork, name it Cricket, and then it'll be official, I guess, at that point, if they put it on the documents or, or whatever. But anyway, so we got a new squirrel dog. Remy's got a new squirrel rifle, and we're ready to get after it. The squirrel dog's really done good. We've taken it out to the park and uh, a couple of different places that are squirrel-friendly and uh, a lot of lively action on the squirrels. And Gosh, I guess she's put up. She's chased, what, maybe a dozen squirrels up the tree, you know. So just in the week and a half we've had her, she's probably, I'd say, a dozen times she's chased a squirrel up a tree. She's not barking on the tree uh, unless I fire up. Now, I can go over there and fire up and, and, and slap that tree and, and tell her to talk to me and 
all that stuff and she'll fire up and then she won't want to leave that tree right i mean she sits there and she's barking and she's treed she's got a good mouth on her just good bark but yet she's not fired up on her own like chase the squirrel up the tree and then started popping off and so that's kind of our next transition she's uh got to chasing them she sees them she sees them from a good distance chases them pretty good distance and then uh like i said runs them up tree and then she kind of quits and so we got to get her fired up and get her on there and i don't know, have to look in to see how that goes to help her make that transition and uh i guess she just needs to see because it's like she goes chases up the tree and then once she loses sight of it she just loses interest and so we'll be working on that but good times to be coming with that new squirrel dog named scoot or cricket wherever we land what do you think remy I think Cricket's a good name. Scoot just sounds weird. Scoot's an awesome name. I like a one-syllable name. It's so hard to say. Try to say Scoot five times real fast. Scoot, 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 Scoot. Scoot, 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 Scoot. Here we go, Scoot. Hey, Dad. Try to say Cricket five times real fast. Cricket, 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 Cricket. Cricket, 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 Cricket. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's two syllables. We shortened it to Cricky. I don't know. Cricky. This is a dog that is the Cricket name is one that – uh, the name, the only other time I've ever heard it was some folks that were like family to us, Don and Jan Fawcett. And uh, rest in peace, rest with the Lord, Mr. Mister Don. He was an awesome dude. I love him. He's in heaven now and a uh, great guy. Miss Jan is, is still one of our favorite people in the world. They had a little old wiener dog, I think it was, just a little bit old shrimpy wiener looking dog. And I thought it was one of those dogs. Well, hot dog, wiener dog. It was a, it was a name Cricket, and they called it Cricky. So that's the only other one. So that name's fairly original. A little shout-out in honor and memory of old Cricky, Mr. Don. We might just keep it with the cricket, so we'll see. Anyway, hey, we wanted to kind of catch you up on a little heart shot piece here. We haven't done anything along this line in a while. And, again, the heart shot segment is just really that, just a, uh, a time to encourage my boys and just to sit here and share uh, some encouragement with one another. And, again, I hope it's something that will encourage you, the listener, as uh, you check in each week and, and just be encouraged by this little piece and what we've got and, and – this week, it's really just talk about when the heart stops. And, you know, it's, it's interesting. This past week, as we've been wrapping up deer season, this week, uh, I guess we can shoot does all week, but I think we're about done. We killed a few does, killed a doe the other night. We've got one more left in the freezer to, uh, or in the fridge to finish up. But uh, we've been giving meat away and, and had several folks that we've been able to provide deer meat with, and that's been fun. But as we've wrapped up on some of these last hunts, I remember – one of the hunts I had this past week had just come after a, just a nasty storm. We had rain for several days, and it just poured down rain. And I was hunting a cornfield, and I knew if I don't shoot this deer dead in the spot, on the spot, it gets off in that bottom, and, I, and I've got a mess. And so my goal was to kill that sucker, drop it dead in its tracks, make the heart stop right there. And remember, you remember a couple years ago, we were hunting with our old friend Mean Gene. He said, shoot it in the neck. Make that sucker drop. Make the heart stop right there. We don't want it running off down in the thicket in the bedding area. You remember that, hunt? Mm-hmm. He was like, shoot it in the head. Shoot it in the neck. It was a doe. And you have since shot a deer in the head. Uh, antlers off. And, and that, that's not the same story. I know. Different story. That's not where that came from. He was talking about shooting the neck, not the head. But his idea was to shoot it, kill it dead right there. Make that heart stop. Make it done. Right there on the spot. And that's kind of what I was thinking last week on this deer. I was like, I've got to shot, shoot this deer and make it drop. I can't drive this truck across the field as muddy as it is. I can't slop through that bottom as that bottom can be flooded. And it was one of those deals. I needed that deer to drop dead right there on the spot where I can get to it quick, get to it easy, 
and not have to drive the truck. I wouldn't have been able to drive the truck across the field. It was too muddy. I wouldn't have been able to get off in that bottom. It was going to be flooded out. I needed that deer to drop there on the spot. And how do you make a deer drop and not go anywhere? What do you got to do to it? Make what? Make, make that heart, heart stop. stop. Yep. And that was one of those hunts that morning. And then that night, I remember that hunt that afternoon. I can't remember if it was a morning hunt or afternoon. I think it was an afternoon hunt that day. But that evening, I remember it was the same day. That evening is when that crazy football situation went down. Aiden, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. You remember the dude? What was the dude's name? Demar Hamlin. Demar Hamlin. That night, and tell me the some of the the game. It was who versus who? Bills versus uh, Bills versus Bengals. Bills versus the Bengals. And and old Demar Hamlin. What was he? A safety. Safety. Yes. Safety. And he's got a dude running at him. And you just tell me, Aiden, what happened? Well, the. Uh, he was on defense and they going in for the tackle, and it was clean tackle. Didn't hit him in the face or anything. It was clean tackle. Came around. He fell on the ground, went to stand back up, and maybe stood for two seconds and then just fell straight backwards. Yep. And he was on the ground for maybe nine, ten minutes. Yeah. Crazy deal. Yeah, the dude comes up. Guy's running the ball. He comes up. Hamlin comes up to make the tackle. And the guy hits him pretty square in the chest. Hits him pretty square in the chest. I guess just shoulder. I don't remember. Hits the dude. Hits Hamlin in the chest. And they both go to the ground. Great tackle. Great hit. They both did their fair share. They looked good. Both did their part. Hamlin hitting the chest. Goes back to the ground. And just rolls this dude up. And then, like you said, Hamlin just jumps right back up. He jumps up on his feet real quick. Nobody's hurt. Hamlin gets to his feet, stands up, and he just kind of stood up. Knees slightly bent. And then all of a sudden, you just kind of see him. It's almost like he seemed like he might have shuffled a little bit or just kind of just flinched or something. And then you can see he sagged, and, and he just rolled back and fell back on his butt and uh, and lay back on his back. And it was done. You see his hands come up, and his hands go down. And and that was it. Not moving. Nothing. And, man, it's one of those crazy moments. You've seen a lot of guys get knocked out, knocked the wind out of them, maybe hurt their leg, you know, got a stinger, different things. And they lay there for a second, and they're not moving. You're kind of like, oh, dang. And they're just trying to catch their breath. But this dude wasn't just catching his breath, man. This guy was done and essentially just died right there on the field. So, obviously, the um, the crew comes out, and, you know, the, the medic team comes out, and they're working on man. And that gum, they don't start having to do CPR and resuscitate this dude. He's gone. I mean, they're out there trying to bring him back. The heart stopped right there on that field, and – Crazy deal. I mean, you hate to see that. It's one of those things, man. Just crazy, crazy stuff. Like I said, you hate to see it. It has. It wasn't the first time. Probably won't be the last time that's happened. Um, but probably the first time you guys have ever seen something like that. And dude's heart stopped right there on the field. And they're working on him, and I think they got him back. I guess they got him back on the field, didn't they? they didn't they get his heart going again on the field or something, yeah, maybe? I think they did. And then they throw him in the ambulance. I don't know if it was on the field or in the ambulance or whatever, but. They get him, at least get a pulse, and uh, get him headed to the hospital. And it's been a miraculous thing. If you haven't followed the story, they get him to the hospital. And, I mean, he's, I think for several days, people, people thought, you know, he's in critical condition and, and probably going to die. And then the next thing you know, he's responding to some commands and squeezing a hand and, and opening his eyes. And just day after day, got some strength back and started writing letters and communicating. And so, I mean, the Lord has done an amazing thing, and it's cool for – for me to see and for y'all to see that 
a group of guys huddled in prayer on the, on the sidelines, man. People have been so hateful of prayer and public prayer, and you can't pray, and you can't talk about God, you can't do this, and it's been such a shunned deal to pray and, and almost been a mockery of people that do pray, you know, and nobody wants to pray anymore, and, and we don't want to allow prayer in school. We don't allow prayer in the stadiums and all that stuff. We push God out. But it's really cool that all of a sudden now this dude laying there on the ground pretty much dead all of a sudden, everybody wants to start praying again. And, and I, you know, on one hand, I want to say shame on y'all for only praying when you need a, a fix. You only need a God in a, in a tough situation. But at the same time, whatever it takes, man, it's cool to see how people have been seeing, hey, prayer works. You know, they gather together. The NFL teams gather together on the field there, and you see uh, two teams coming together to pray for a guy, and, and God answered those prayers, and, and the guy's been on the mend. He's been recovering, and so – I hope it's an opportunity for people to say, you know what, hey, prayer does work. Prayer is good. We've seen it on public display. It's good stuff. And and so maybe people won't be so harsh on people that pray. And they'll realize, you know what, man, I watched a dude lay stone cold dead. We prayed for him, got his heart back going. And and a couple of days later, he's back in the groove again and, and, and recovering. And so maybe people will see that. Maybe this will be somewhat of a little revival for uh, prayer in public places and prayer in sports and uh, all those people that have been hating on prayer. Don't be praying at the ball game. Don't be praying at high school games. Don't be praying at college, football, NFL, whatever. Maybe they'll start saying, you know what, hey, we better be praying. We better be praying for the DeMar Hamlins out there, for the future situations that arise on the field. Pray that we don't have any more of those situations. But the question is I want to share with you all tonight and our audience listening is, is you know, when the heart stops, what's going to happen for you and I, when the heart stops, when it's a done deal, when it's over, when it's lights out, when our time comes, when it's game over for us, what's going to happen? And it's kind of crazy to think about. It's a little eerie, and I'm a Christian dude. I've given my life to the Lord. I know that when I die, I'm going to heaven. Uh, I've got that assurance, and it's because of what God said in his word. Um, these things you know that you have eternal life. But the process is still kind of crazy thinking about it. It's kind of a little bit freaky to think, man. How's it going to go when that time comes? When my heart stops, man, you're going to immediately open your eyes and, and is Jesus going to be standing there? You're going to have angels carrying you to him. I think all that stuff's pretty biblical and we hear about it and see it. How it's going to go down. And I know some people listening probably are thinking, man, I ain't into this stuff. I don't in, I'm not into the religious thing and, and the church thing and all this Jesus talk and, and whatever, man. And that, that's one of the people I want to talk to the most is just, man, I want you to think about what's going to happen when your time comes for someone that thinks that they don't need Jesus in their life, man, there's really one of two things that's going to happen. You're either going to uh, go to heaven or hell, and either way, you're going to stand before him, and he's going to have an answer. You know, you've got to have an answer. Why should I let you into my heaven? Oh, I've done great things. I've done this. I've done that. Or maybe you don't have an answer. And for those that know God and have given their life to him, have a relationship with him, it's going to be a thing of, hey, man, well done. Come on in. You know, you're, you're, you're mine. You're staying here. But there's going to be also people that, that don't know God, and, and when their heart stops, they're going to stand before God too. They're going to bow to him too, and they're unfortunately going to hear the words, depart from me, I never knew you. And that's such a, a brutal thing. And so I just want to encourage people today, man, if you got folks you know that don't know Jesus, man, share the good news with them. Share the hope with them so they don't find themselves in a mess when that old heart stops. Because it's going to happen. Every one of us, it's going to happen. Psalms 73, 26 says this, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And I want you boys to remember that. My flesh and my heart may fail, 
and, and taking it a step further, our flesh and our heart will fail. They're going to fail. One of these days, it's going to be game over. Unless the Lord comes back, a day's coming when my heart's going to quit working right. A day's going to come when you guys get old, that old heart's going to stop, and it's going to wind down. Maybe it's when you're old. Maybe it's something crazy. Who knows? We don't know. That's the thing about it. We don't know how we're going to go when our time come, comes. We can promise you this. We can rest in this is that one day that flesh and that heart's going to fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Even when our heart does stop, even when our time comes and we're done here on this earth, he is our strength forever. We're going to live forever. For those that know him, we're going to live forever with God. And so I want to share that today, man, for you guys, just encourage you guys to be sharing with other people, just to tell your friends about the Lord and what they need to know, the good news that that with God and with a relationship with Jesus Christ, we we have forever to look forward to. We ain't got to worry about the time when our heart stops because we know we've got all eternity to live with him. And those that are uh, a child of his and know him and the God knows them, uh, they've got that assurance and that hope for eternity. Really good stuff. So y'all don't forget that one. That heart and that flesh will fail, but God is our strength. How often, how long, forever. It's awesome stuff, so... That's the word today, boys. Appreciate y'all. What do we need to be talking about? We've got the ATA show coming up, and I'll be doing lots of reports. If you're into bow hunting, into deer hunting, all that stuff, be sure to check out bowhunting.com. We're posting up a bunch of stuff throughout this week as the ATA show rolls on, taking place in Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, that's going to be – that's always a big show. And, and so bringing coverage from that uh, this week, all the latest, the greatest in bow hunting, deer hunting, archery, all that stuff, that's going down, and I'll be bringing lots of coverage from that. So be sure to check that out, bowhunting.com. You can also check out the huntingroots.com website as well. We've got caps, we've got T-shirts, hoodies, all kind of goodies there. So be sure to check that out if you're wanting to see what's going on. Buy some gifts for somebody. Uh, get the mossy oak hoodies we've got there. We've got the hunting roots hoodies that are uh, in the mossy oak green leaf and the mossy oak bottomland, or excuse me, mossy oak tree stand, old school tree stand patterns. So, some good vintage patterns there that'd be perfect for that early season turkey hunting and scouting between now and then. We wear them trapping, and that's what we'll be doing. Man, it's trapping time now. Deer season's over. What are you boys looking to next? Trapping and duck hunting. Trapping, duck hunting, duck yeah. and turkey coming up. Yeah, turkey will be here before you know it. I mean, think about it. It's, it's mid-January now. Duck season will be over here in the next few weeks, and I heard my first turkey of the year gobble the other night. And, uh, Aiden, you were out there. It was me and Easton sitting there. Aiden was in the blind. Aiden, well, no, both y'all were. Y'all were t- yeah, Aiden and Remy were in the blind that. together. And I was wrapping up the evening there. The sun was going down. I heard just off in the distance. Just could just hear it plain as day. Just a distinct, distant gobble. And Easton thought it was my phone. He's like, was that your phone? I said, no, dude, that's the first turkey of the year. Just popped off right down there under the sunset. And so, good stuff. Looking forward to it, man. And, uh. We do appreciate you guys listening. Always appreciate that. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Appreciate the, those of you reaching out and, and writing reviews and uh, giving us a rating. I encourage you guys to do that if you have not uh, done so. Man, please do that. Leave us a rating, write us a review, and uh, just reach out and share that encouragement. Some of you guys have reached out and said things and wrote reviews and uh, said some mighty kind things and just words of encouragement. Man, we always appreciate those things. It means a lot. We appreciate you spreading the word. Tell somebody about it this week. We look forward to seeing you back next week. Shoot straight. God bless.